Let them eat cake with Lady Red Velvet. She's no lady. She's a beast. She is indeed. Welcome to season two, episode four of Let Them Eat Cake with me, the lovely, luscious Lady Red Velvet. And for today's podcast, we're going to be having Lady Red Velvet's dinner party. Yes, today I'm going to talk about who, if I had a fantasy dinner party, like a last supper of dinner parties, a desert island dinner party, who would I invite? So, I'm allowing myself one, two, three, four, five, six guests plus myself. So that's seven. So maybe we'd have to be round a circular table so we're all nice and comfortable and we can see each other. I like a circular table. I love a booth. A booth when you go out for dinner and you're sat in a booth. I do like that. But for Uh, Six, seven people for a dinner party. I think a circular table is in order. So what I'm going to do today is talk about who I have selected and what we would eat and maybe what conversations we would have and so on. Now, I've decided for my dinner party, my first guest would be Maggie Smith. I absolutely love Maggie Smith. I should call her Dame Maggie Smith. I think if she was at my dinner party, she'd probably say Maggie's just fine. I don't think she'd insist upon the Dame, but I don't know. I don't know. If I was a Dame, I'd probably I'd probably want people to say Dame all the time. Dame, Dame Red Velvet. Um, it's a step up from Lady. Um... I just love Maggie Smith. The first time I saw Maggie Smith in anything must have been Sister Act, I'm guessing, as the Mother Superior. And I absolutely love the film Sister Act. I often do... One of my favourite shows is called The Sound of Sister Act, where I mash up... um, The Sound of Music with Sister Act. And yes, I just loved Maggie Smith in that movie. And then, of course, since then, she's been in so many good things and plays so many great characters. Professor McGonagall and Harry Potter, The Best Marigold Hotel, Lady in a Van. Um, Just so many good things. And she's so talented and so natural with her acting I absolutely love Downton Abbey but sometimes when it feels like it's getting a bit serious they bring her in and she brings in all those snappy one-liners and says them with such such ease that it becomes so just iconic really So Maggie Smith is definitely on my um, dinner party guest list. She would be getting an invitation from Lady Red Velvet. 
which would arrive at her home. I believe she lives not far from where my family live in Storrington in West Sussex. I think she's from Petworth. And my sister once got to serve her in the farm shop where we used to both work. And I remember she came home and said, oh my goodness, Maggie Smith came into the shop. And whenever I was working there, she never came in. I was always, I would have loved it. I would have loved it. But unfortunately, it never happened when I was there. So I'm like one step away from Maggie Smith, I think. My sister got to see her. So that's a close call, isn't it? And I think, I think she would love my dinner party. So she's definitely guest, guest of honour. Then... I would invite, unfortunately she's not alive anymore, but I think I'm allowing dead guests, I am, that could come back, even if it was just one night only, one night only, one night only, Um, I would choose Carrie Fisher, I absolutely adore Carrie Fisher, I've loved her since Princess Leia and Star Wars, but I also love her books, I love her personality, listening to her autobiography was just fantastic. Her sense of humour, this amazing sense of humour, very self-deprecating, very honest, very raw, yet incredibly funny. And I would just love Carrie Fisher to be there. I think it would be fascinating I think she'd get on quite well with Maggie as well. I think they'd have a lot in common. Both very strong women, very opinionated, very interesting, very funny. I loved the way that not only was Carrie Fisher an amazing actress, uh, but she also was a great writer. And I love writing and I love reading and I love books and I love scripts and I love screenplays and movies and I think listening to her talk about some of her experiences certainly with her mother Debbie Reynolds and her life growing up and the people she met and of course her Star Wars stories would just be absolutely fantastic (coughs) I know that she's one of those people that I think could tell a really good story in a really interesting way. And for a dinner party, you need that. You need people to be able to tell a good story while you're all there enjoying your food, having a glass of uh, wine or vodka, as I prefer. (laughs) Something to... Somebody to, like, send that story running through and have other people feed off. I think that would be fascinating. I'm going to pause now on my guests and talk about the food for a second. So I'm going to talk about the starter. To start my dinner party, I would go... Now, remember, I love food, if you remember from my other podcast. So choosing a starter was quite hard. High up on the list certainly were kind of cheesy things, lots of Asian-style food, um... But I decided to go with a 1980s classic, the prawn cocktail. I was about to say cock... I did say cock... It is a cocktail. Prawn cocktail. Uh, (laughs) um, Oh, yes. I love it. It's got to be a crispy iceberg salad. 
I would make my own Thousand Island sauce. Very simple, mayonnaise, bit of salad cream, tomato ketchup, stir it in. If you want it to be a little spicy, you could add a bit of paprika to it as well. Love that. Big prawns have got to be biggies. Lovely big prawns that you can dip in. And something that my dad loves is some bread and butter. And I would go for brown bread and butter on the side, cut into little triangles. Oh, I think that'd be lovely. Cut a few tomatoes into little flowers. (laughs) Stick that in with it as well. A classic, a 1980s classic. So, so far we have Maggie Smith. She's in the guest of honour chair. Then we have Carrie Fisher. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'd sit her next to Maggie. Then I think I'd have myself. I'd be sat next to... Would I be next to Carrie? Yeah, I think so. Um, We'd have the prawn cocktail to start with. Everyone would love that. Bit of bread and butter. Lovely. I think that would go down a treat. Now I'm going to move on to my next two guests. I would invite the amazing Dan Levy, uh, who I think is just incredible. I really, really like his sense of humour. And recently, I listened to him in Jessie Ware's podcast, Table Manners, Jessie and her mum. And I was listening thinking, oh my goodness, I have so much in common with Dan. And I was like, I could be friends with him for sure. The way his sense of humour was... I loved his stories of when he lived in London and he used to be obsessed with Heat magazine, which I was as well. I I wrote to Heat magazine about eight times and they never printed my letter. It was a dream of mine. I loved it. Um, I I don't know it anymore. I used to like it when it was back like 15 years ago. I think if I picked up a copy today, because I don't live in the UK, I wouldn't know anybody. I wouldn't know any of the celebrities at all. Um, So... Yes, I loved Dan. I loved Schitt's Creek, which was just probably in my top five shows of all time. Um, oh, I want to invite Moira Rose now, Catherine O'Hara. Or maybe she can come as well and squeeze in. Uh, but yes, Dan's definitely there. I think he's just really kind and nice, and I really value that. I think as I get older as well, I'm much less tolerant of rude people or unkind people or just people that can't be bothered really I I like people that invest in a friendship or invest in people or who want to send positivity that really interests me in a person and I think Dan just really exudes that I think he obviously comes from an amazing family His dad, Eugene, again, another talented writer, comedian. Um, I I would love, I'd love to visit them. I'd love to get to know them. And I would love to have them come to Lady Red Velvet's dinner party. So, Dan, you are invited. Oh, I'm just going to have a little drinky poo. Sorry. I've got Thursday. I've got a bit of a cold. You know, it's still January. I think we're on January the 298th day. Seems to be going on forever. 
so if I do sound a little bit bunged up, I am. I've been trying to trying to get rid of this cold and it's just not going. I should have some lem sips. Anyway, so Dan, you are invited. I think I might have you sat opposite me. Okay, we're the only two men, actually. So we've got Maggie Smith, Carrie Fisher. Dan, you can go next to Maggie. I think she would love you. What a lovely combination that would be. Now, for my fourth guest. Oh, swoon. She needs to sit next to me. If you listened to my podcast last week about my celebrity crushes, nine of them were hotty, hotty, hotty men. Uh, One of them was a woman, and it is Gina Davis. I said I'd be mentioning Gina Davis in more podcasts. I love Gina Davis so much. I love her, her power as a woman. I love her movies. I love her story. I love her, the way she's grown up and created this incredibly thoughtful and yet kind, again, outlook to life. And I love the project she's doing with equality um, for for women and girls in television and movies the Gina Davis uh, Institute. Oh my goodness, I want to hear all about it. Gina, I want to talk to you about all of your experiences. I want to talk to you about your movies, which I love. Some of my favourite movies in the world. A League of Their Own, Thelma and Louise, A Long Kiss Goodnight. I want to uh, talk to you all about your project that you're doing now about the impact of course I have my project in school which is all about equality and diversity so I think we'd have a lot in common a lot of passion for changing the world and making it a better place for all kinds of different people and so Gina Davis has got to be there it'd be interesting to know if any of my guests have met each other um, Gina Davis, she might have met Carrie Fisher in the past. I'm not sure. There might have been a crossover there. Gina Davis, Maggie Smith. I'm not sure they've been in any movies together. Dan, he might know Gina. I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to see. I'm going to do a bit of research, a bit of Googling to see. So, what a lineup so far. It's going to be amazing. Gina Davis is also so tall and elegant and gorgeous. And, oh, I'd have to think of the dress code. I wouldn't go too formal. Um, I do like formal wear. And actually, my gorgeous friend, uh, friends Robbie and Oliver, this is a little plug. They've not paid me, so it's, I don't need to declare it or anything. But they have this wonderful fashion uh, house called By Roses. Uh, by Rose's Closet, and um, they have these most gorgeous clothes, really romantic, really like a mashup of the past and the future and the present all in one. Beautiful colours, beautiful cuts, beautiful materials. So maybe I will go for an elegant night. I think we will dress up, actually. I can imagine it now, all of us dressed up, and I would dress in gorgeous clothes from by roses so robbie and oliver what are you going to design for me what are you going to make 
for Lady Red Velvet or Richard. Maybe I'd be Richard. I wouldn't be in drag that night because that would be a bit odd. <laughs> I will I will go as myself, as Richard. Um, so, boys, find me a gorgeous outfit. I fancy one of those gorgeous shirts with the with the triangle, triangular shape cut out the back. I think that would be lovely. And I'm actually considering a tattoo on my back at the moment, so it could show off a little bit of that, which could be ever so nice. Um, moving on to the food again, the main course. Well, as I am a foodie, again, it could have been something really homely, could have been something really exotic. I love Thai food. I think Thai food's my favourite. Oh, my goodness, would be amazing. Some gorgeous Thai food or Asian food. Um, I'm not sure I could cook that myself, so that that's the only thing with that. I'd have to get it in. The prawn cocktail, of course, I could do myself. But Asian food, um, I can make basic things, but not to the level I would want for my guests. But as I'm cooking it myself, I would have to do it. So I'm going to do a roast dinner. I think it'll go down a treat. Roast potatoes. I think I'd go roast chicken. A really nice roast chicken. I'd have honey glazed carrots. I might even have some sprouts. <laughs> oh dear, but maybe, oh, maybe the guests wouldn't like that. I did lovely sprouts the other day with bacon bits on. Maybe I'll go for it. Nigella would go for it. Oh, she'd make a good guess as well. I'd, I'd have to do dinner party number two. Um, so I'd do little bacon rolls. I'd, oh, it'd almost be a Christmas dinner. It'd almost be a Christmas dinner for the dinner party. Um, I'd have to do like reduced portions though because for our Christmas dinner it's huge and everyone would be stuffed and they'd be all get tired and want to go home early so I can't do that so it'd have to be more of a refined roast dinner might even throw in a Yorkshire pudding with a bit of gravy some bread sauce oh delicious 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 the secret to my roast potatoes is I parboil them so that means boil them a little bit then I um, strain them and I sift them and then I cover them in a bit of flour and then I put them into really, really hot oil from the oven. So the oven's turned on, the oil's already heating and put them in and then it makes them really crispy and crunchy and delicious. So that's my top tip for roast potatoes. Um, okay. My next guest is going to be the amazing Jinx Monsoon. Oh my goodness, I have loved Jinx ever seen, since her season of Drag Race when she was the underdog. Um, I just wanted her to win. I wanted her to win so much. I loved the other drag queen she was up against and I know that they're all friends these days, or I think they are. Um, but on that season, they did gang up on her quite a bit and they were a bit bullying. And I always really root for the underdog. And I just wanted her to win. Of course, she did. And then this latest season, where she's won the All-Stars, the All-Winners All-Stars, was just so well-deserved. She was so talented, so funny. And her drag style, I so appreciate. It's clever. It's, it's entertaining. It's surprising. I just love her. I love Ben de la Creme as well. Also could be another amazing guest. The two of them together would be great. 
Um, so I'd invite Jinx along. And yes, um, if we did a drag, I'll have to do a drag version of the dinner party. Then I could be in drag and so could Jinx. But at the moment, we'll have outer drag. And I think that's fine. So lovely Jinx Monsoon. So it's going to be Maggie Smith, Carrie Fisher, myself. Opposite myself, next to Maggie, we'll have Dan. Gina Davis next to me. Jinx next to Gina. So it's it's looking pretty good so far. Lovely food. All going very well at the moment. So that's nice. We're going to be drinking. <laughs> okay. Um, so... I have got a bit of a Coke addiction. And when I mean Coke addiction, I mean Coca-Cola. Not, not of the other sort. No, don't do any of that. Um, Coke Zero. I love Coke Zero, which is not... It's better than the other Coke, so at least my teeth don't fall out. So I'd have to have a Coke Zero there. I wouldn't make anyone else drink it. I'm not sure anyone else would do, but I do love it. So I'd have to have a little Coke Zero. Um, I think I'd serve everyone some Aperol Spritz absolutely love an Aperol spritz. My friend Monica, Monica Naranjo, she makes the best Aperol spritz in Barcelona. Um, so she'd have to come and make that for us. Monica, You, I'd let you have some food as well, so don't worry. Um, so we'd have a lovely Aperol spritz and then uh, maybe a bit of carver or a bit of champagne as well. I think that would have to be there. I'm not a big wine drinker, not into wine. If the others wanted wine, there'd be wine there. Um, if we were drinking a bit later, I'd, of course, go on to a little vodka Coke. So I'd have to have a vodka as well. Um, and also, <laughs> I would be mixing all of these. Maybe if I did another edition, a drag edition, I think I'd have a pina colada. But that'd be for the drag edition dinner party. No, we'll leave the pina coladas out of this one. That wouldn't go with a roast dinner. Might go with a prawn cocktail, though. <laughs> um, well, my last guest is also someone who's not alive anymore. Um, but she's absolutely incredible. I would find her fascinating. I'm sure... All of us guests would find her fascinating. Um, and that would be Agatha Christie. I love a murder mystery. It's my favourite type of novel. It's my favourite type of TV show. I just love a murder mystery. And Agatha Chris Christie is the, the queen of them. Her Poirot novels I especially like. I love a Miss Marple as well, but the Poirots are my favourite. Um... The murder of Robert Ackroyd is... Roger Ackroyd is just genius. Is just incredible. The ABC murders, murder, murder on the Orient Express, death on the Nile. Oh, amazing. I would... I think she would be absolutely fascinating. I think she would really be somebody you could ask questions. I think she'd have entertaining stories... Oh, to pick her brains on her writing, on her novels, how she wrote them, how she came up with the ideas, the order of how she came up with... Did she come up with the murder first, the characters, the concept? Did she change her mind along the way about who would be the murderer? Oh, I would love it. I'm obsessed with murder mysteries. I really, really, really want to do a murder mystery show. It is in the planning, so... I've got to think how I'm going to do it, where I'm going to do it and when, but it's going to happen this year, 
definitely a mashup of Cluedo, drag and murder. <coughs> Amazing, irresistible. So there we have all of our guests. So it leads us on to dessert. So we've had our prawn cocktail. I wonder what Agatha Christie would think of that. Maybe they had prawn, co- prawn cocktails in the in the 1930s, 20s, maybe. Um, roast dinner, I'm sure she'd be used to that. That would be fine. I think everyone would love that. Um, a dessert, well, I would have to go for the dessert my husband's DJ name is after, and that is tiramisu. I love a tiramisu, and I make an amazing tiramisu. Often you see in restaurants tiramisu's, best tiramisu in the city. No. I'm going to say it. Out of all the tiramisu's I've ever had in my life, my one is the best. I'm kidding you not. My tiramisu is so good. Made with mascarpone, made with the rusk fingers. I, my secret is putting a little bit of Tia Maria in the base with coffee. Of course, you've got to have enough coffee. Just enough, not too much, not too little. The mascarpone cream, the layers, uh, the shaved dark chocolate on the top. Mm, amazing. And it will make everyone just, they'll just love it. I think I'd do it posh, though, so I'd have to do it in a little ramekin or something to make it look really special. Individual uh, ones, I'd do a little special one. Need a bit of time to prepare. What I like as well is the prawn cocktail I can have prepared before they come round. Tiramisu's done the day before. Roast dinner I can have cooking all day. And that's a little bit more tricky because you've got to get everything heated at the same time and dished up. Who would I ask to help me? I think Gina. I think Gina would be good at helping me dish up the plates, actually. I think she'd be very practical with that. Um, Dan, I think he could help as well. That would be really good. They could help. Um, So I think that's going to be a cracking dinner party. Who would you have? Who would you invite to yours? Um, So you've got six guests. I want to know who it would be, what you would be eating. And are you choosing things you can cook? Or are you choosing things you would have someone cook for you? Are you thinking of your guests while you're cooking or more yourself? Because that's two other different things. I'm not sure. I don't know any of my guests' dietary requirements. I'd have to check that. Um, because there are things in there that are certainly not gluten-free and there's a bit of seafood, a bit of coffee, a bit of cream. So, but there we go. It's all imaginary at the moment, at the moment. In reality, I could still do it with Maggie, Dan, Gina, Jinx and myself. Um, We could have a picture of Carrie and Agatha Christie there just to, to make them feel like they're part of it as well. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the latest edition. I can't believe season two, episode four already. I think in my last season I had 12 episodes. Maybe this time I'll go up to 15. We'll see if I have enough things to talk about. Anyway, thank you for listening. And remember, stay positive, stay beautiful. We'll finally be out of January soon. Actually, by the time you're listening to this, it will be February. It will be. It's a couple of days' time, so we're we're out of those dark days and into moving towards out of winter, 
No, it's nowhere near spring yet. We're, we're still in winter, but we're getting there. We can do it. We can do it. And remember, if anyone is unkind to you, just say, Gaia de puta. Bye, everyone.